Well, good morning, and how's everybody doing? This is Stuff I Heard Podcast with Josh Peak. This is, uh, <clears throat> what is this? what episode is this, 15? Golly, this sucker is just really flying by. Today is July the 4th, Independence Day here in America, uh, 2018. Oh, wow, it's amazing. Back in 1776, uh, this country decided that it did not want to be under... English rule anymore under British rule, and they decided that they wanted to break away. The colonists had had enough of being taxed without representation. What was that whole saying? Taxation without representation? Um, they decided that they wanted to break away and make their own country and do their own thing and have their own rules and pay their own taxes for their own good and all this other stuff. And, you know, just the fact that you say that you want to pay taxes for your own people is, is seems like it's silly. But, in the same way, it was all for a good thing. It was all for the people. It was all to help the people, their own people. Not to send money to another country where it wasn't going to help them at all. I mean, let's face it. Uh, if you read about how this country was under British rule, it was not a good thing. Almost everything that they earned, everything that they made, was heavily taxed. And that money was sent to another country. And Britain had done this for a long time. They had created an empire out of that. Well, kind of makes you wonder, what is the difference between that empire and our empire today? America, in a way, is an empire. We have lands all over the world that we are either occupying or we have a vested interest in or we have troops with their boots on the ground. You know, I tend to not think about Independence Day as being a day that you think about veterans, but... If you think about it, you know, the Marine Corps was started um, in Tun Tavern uh, in 1775. My Marine Corps came alive, is the way the song goes, uh, because they knew they needed to form a militia. They needed to form a group of people that would be able to fight off tyranny and to be able to fight for this country. And they needed some guys to sign up and, and be willing to lay down their life for their fellow patriots in order to, to sustain this country as its own independent thing. It kind of makes you wonder, you know, how bad was it that they decided to do that? Um, <clears throat> here in America nowadays, we seem to have it pretty good, unless you're brown. Uh, you hear about in the news all the time about how there are some kids being exported to another country or their parents are being exported to another country, but the kids are okay. And, you know... All this comes about just due to the fact that we had so much terrorism happen. Um, if it wasn't for the terrorism, I think everything would just be trucking right along. But one of the things that people don't think about is the economic drain that it puts on our country whenever you have a lot of illegals living here in America with their families. And, and granted, good people, good hardworking people that just want an opportunity to make money. But because they're not documented, they're not putting into the system. They're not financially giving money back to the system for education, for you know all of the things that we think are somewhat free, public education, health care, stuff like that. Um, you know, if they get arrested, they're in the prison system. All of that's money that comes out of taxpayers' pockets. The taxpayers have to pay more just to help sustain the people who are here illegally. And because they're here illegally, they're not paying taxes. And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of taxes. I'm not. Uh, I am lucky in the fact that I make a decent living and I have to pay quite a bit in taxes. Um, 
I'm in that that fun little tax bracket where you go, oh, look, I get penalized even more because I'm earning more money. Great. But it is a blessing. It is a it is a blessing. I'm thankful that I earn enough money that I can be in that kind of position. And I don't mind helping people who need help. I really don't. <clears throat> if my tax money is going towards people that, that actually are trying to do better with their lives and trying to do things the right way, I got no problem with that. And I think that most Americans would agree they don't have any problem with that. The problem I have is with people who do not want to make any change in their life to become naturalized citizens or to become uh, a part of the system and to keep, you know, and to also pay into the system and to say, hey, I'd like to contribute my part. I want to be part of this country. You know, if we were to go to any other country and try to emulate into their system, we have to be like them. We have to pay their taxes. We have to abide by their laws. We would probably have to learn to speak their language, even though. Americans generally think of themselves as, oh, English is the only language. Well, that's not exactly true. Uh, there are many, many languages that, that is even spoken in America. I mean, I've taken trips out west uh, going along the uh, I-20 corridor towards California, and then it ends up breaking off into I-10. And as you're heading between I-10 and I-8, uh, there's parts of Texas there, like around Longhorn, or if you stop into McDonald's, the menu board is not in English at all. There is not even an option. Um, there are There is usually like one person in the restaurant that can speak English, and they can help you order. But if you stop into a fast food place, good luck finding anybody that speaks English. Um, now that seems weird to a lot of people. There's a lot of America... That is only English speaking, and they look at that and they go, "Well, I don't understand that. Why is that? Why is that so weird?" You know, if you go through the state of Texas, you realize how big Texas is, and you realize, "Oh, Texas really is one of those states that could be its own country. It is completely, it it is completely uh, unnecessary for it to involve itself in anybody else's economy, in anybody else's uh, politics, in anybody else's." you know, standards for raising crops or growing food or having energy, they can pretty much do everything that they need. And they've got almost every climate that you can imagine. They get snow in the mountains. They have a desert. They have a tropical area. They have just about every kind of scenario you could ask for. Um, not to mention the fact that it is a huge piece of land. Now, <clears throat> there is a discussion about the fact that that, you know, our country seems to be overpopulated and blah, blah, blah. It's not. If you drive across most of this country, most of it is not overpopulated. In fact, it's pretty uh, pretty vacant. Uh, what happens is, is everybody moves to the city because they're looking for jobs. They're looking for an opportunity to better themselves or to give their kids a proper education or, you know, hey, I want to live near the ocean. I want to see the coast. I want to... I want to be able to provide my kids with the opportunity so that if they want to become marine biologists, there's a college nearby that they could take for that. But, you know, all the jobs rush to those areas and all the media outlets think that, oh, this is the only America there is. But there's a lot of people living in the middle that, that you know, feel separated from the media. And that's kind of what happened during this last election. You know, there was a lot of the country that polarized themselves and the media was a big part of that, saying, you know, well, there's no way anybody's going to vote for this Donald Trump guy. Meanwhile, Donald Trump just appealed to all of the people in the middle. And, just, and he's like, you know, have you had enough? I've had enough. Let's do something different. 
And, you know, I'm not a huge fan of Donald, you know, speaking out and doing some of the things that he does on Twitter. It's, it's, it's pretty rude and, and, and pretty unnecessary in my opinion. But the weird thing is, is like everything he said he was going to do, he's doing. Everything he said he was going to do before he got elected, he's actually achieving. He's doing. I wasn't even a fan of his idea of building a wall, but they're already building a wall. I mean, that's incredible. I get the fact that you need a border. And moving forward, if you look at the future of this country, you go, okay, in order to utilize the resources we have, you have to understand that one of those resources is tax money. And one of those resources is food. Another resource is education. Our education system, I think, is on the verge of a huge change where public education is almost unnecessary. Because of the internet and because of our ability to share information the way that we can, there's going to become a time here, I think, within the next 20 years where education is going to drastically change and the public school system is going to be seen as unnecessary. I mean, let's face it, if you look at what it is today, a large part of it is daycare. It's daycare, so mom and dad both can work because they both have to work in order to make it nowadays. And while they're at school, they're being told they have to follow the rules and play along and, oh, by the way, don't bully. And somehow along all that, they're supposed to develop into humans and have social interactions with each other, but they're not socially interacting. Most of them are on their phones and they're staring at their screens and they're not attached to each other. They're not interacting with one another. You know, this is not the same country that was started back in 1776. Um, it's hard to predict what the next thing is, what the future is. But if you can have the foresight enough to look at it, you go, okay, how do we plan to make this country better? You know, so so many people are polarized over the 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 MAGA hats, you know, the Make America Great Again, why are they polarized over that? Is it just the tie-in to who Donald Trump is? I think so. You know, who is not against making your country great again? I mean, we used to be a great country. We used to be a country that, that pulled together and worked together from what it seems. Now, I am only 44 years old, and... I wasn't alive back when it was supposed to be great. And if you're honest about it, I mean, we weren't great to everybody. When you hear Make America Great Again, you go, okay, well, when was it great? Was it great when women didn't have a right to vote? Was it great when blacks didn't have the right to do anything? Was it great when blacks weren't allowed to integrate with whites? What was your version of great? Now, they didn't get into this debate when they were doing the politics of running for president this time. But there is the reality of, when, when was this country great, in your opinion? Like, honestly, if we're supposed to make America great again, when, when was it great? And what was the year? Is there, can you pinpoint a time? For me, right now, 2018, America is pretty great. Now, I say that speaking from a white male's perspective and the fact that my life is going pretty great right now and the fact that I have a job that is you know, providing for me and my family and my wife has a job and our kids are somewhat raised, even though they're not completely independent. Um, but I live in a safe area where there's not war. Um, there's not anybody doing drive-bys in my neighborhood. I mean, for me, 
life is pretty great right now. I have the internet. I'm able to record a podcast on my phone. Um, I'm able to hang out with friends when I want. I'm able to, you know, use the internet to search anything that I want. Right now, 2018, <clears throat> I can learn to speak another language just by tapping on things on my phone. I can learn how to fix anything using YouTube. I can buy anything using my phone. I can just speak into my phone and say, hey, I want to buy this. And, and, and out there, there's some little device that'll hear me and it'll say, okay, we'll order it. You, you sure you want it? Yeah, I want to get that. Okay, here you go. And it arrives at my doorstep just as quickly as I want it to. I mean, we're living in a pretty awesome time right now, but we're also living in a volatile time in the fact that we're forgetting to interact with each other. And I think that's why podcasts are actually starting to take off. Our freedoms are weirdly given to us in a way that seems like it's free. When in fact it costs us a great deal. It costs us our sanity sometimes. It costs us our separation from one another sometimes. It costs us the idea of being on Team A or Team B or Team Green or Team Blue or Team Red or whatever. It costs you in the fact that you don't have time to invest in learning enough information to have your own formed opinion so that when it comes time to stand on a side, most of us don't have the ability to say, yeah, I know what I stand for. Or it's more of a conversation and you want to have a conversation, but the only people who are the loudest are the ones who are screaming. And they're just screaming things that they've been told to repeat. So, in 1775, my Marine Corps came alive. A bunch of guys in a tavern said, you know what, we're going to form a militia, and we're going to fight these British, and we're going to kick them out of our country. And they did not do it with civil discourse. Back then, there was no Facebook status that they could update. There was no way for them to go on their YouTube and say, this is what's happening to us. Look, look at what's happening to us. They didn't plead out with other countries to say, come help us. Nope. They squandered up as much weaponry as they could, and when they had the opportunity, they shot the enemy. Now, if you watch historical movies <clears throat> that try to depict this kind of stuff, I always think about the movie The Patriot with Mel Gibson. And it's, it's an entertaining movie. I mean, you see a guy who's trying to raise his kids, and you know his wife has passed away, and he used to be a soldier, and he's trying to just be a farmer, and, and things go wrong. The war comes to his doorstep and, you know, a couple of his kids are killed and he takes up arms and says, you know what, I, that's it. I've, you've, you've tipped my tipping point. And a lot of guys can kind of relate to that mentality of I've had enough. And we gravitate towards those movies. We gravitate towards those people who've had enough because basically we're a country built on I've had enough. I'm outraged. I, I want to take up arms. I want to be able to fight for my family. <clears throat> and right now, there are people in this country who are going through that. There are people in this country who are like, I, I don't know what I need to do, but I need to fight for my, for my country. Now, the weird part that nobody seems to understand is that there's people on both sides who feel the same way. There are people who are being taxed because of the fact that there are illegals here who aren't paying into the system and they can't seem to 
just get people to come into the country legally through legal purposes. Hey, I want to be a citizen. Okay, cool. Here's the steps. We have a vetted way for people to become citizens in this country. Now, during Obama's administration, there was a movement where they naturalized something like 1.5 million people. And during that process, I remember they took it to a vote to the House and Senate and two-thirds voted for it. And my stepson at the time was just in the age where he could vote. And he said, why? Why was that just allowed to happen? Like all these people just suddenly became citizens. I said, because now those people are in the system and they can have a social security number and they can start paying taxes and they can start putting into the system that they're breaking. The, it, the, the whole system is being broken over the fact that the government overspends its money they have no fiscal responsibility and haven't had any fiscal responsibility in generations. No one is holding them accountable. And I think that a lot of people were hoping that Trump would be the guy that comes in and says, hey, listen, I run a business. I'm used to running businesses. I want somebody to be fiscally responsible. I'm going to put somebody in charge that's going to make sure this does not continue. We are not going to bankrupt this country anymore. Now, I don't know if that's happening because right now there's so much fake news out there that you can't understand what's real and what isn't. Even coming from the president, you don't know what's real and what isn't. You don't. All you can do is keep your head down, go to work, and hope that everything else is okay. And once in a while you get into a situation where you can use social media, kind of like I'm doing right now, talk on a podcast, talk on YouTube, go on Facebook Live, go on Instagram, whatever your whatever your preferred social media is, and you can say, hey, listen, I'm... I'm of this country, and I'm, I'm paying taxes, and this is a concern that I have. This is what we can do. You know, whenever we have an election come up, I have a social obligation to go vote. But I also have a social obligation to learn who I'm voting for and what they stand for. And we also have a social obligation to get the phone numbers of the people who are representing us and call them once in a while and say, Hey, listen, this is what I believe, and I wish that you would stand up for this. If enough people call their representatives, then this will be a representative government that runs like it's supposed to be, and they'll do what you say that they're supposed to do because they'll get sick and tired of hearing your phone calls, and they'll realize, oh, I, I represent people, and if I don't do what my voters ask, they're going to vote somebody else in my job. You know, I spoke before on another podcast, I think it was episode uh, 12 or 11 or something like that, about uh, our state of South Carolina trying to vote for a potential running uh, candidate for governor in the Republican seat. Uh, McMasters is the current uh, governor, and we had a guy running named John Warren, who is a former Marine, who is a business leader, and they had a Republican runoff because during the primaries, these two guys got the most votes, but they didn't get enough to secure the Republican nomination. Now... I I have said that I was voting for John Warren, and during the runoff, he didn't win. McMaster's got the nod. Okay, so here's the situation. When you go to an election and you vote for a person and they don't win, you go, okay, let's move forward. And you move forward. If you're at work, see, here here's the correlation. If you're at work and let's say... Um, Two of your friends are up for a, a promotion, okay? And you go, 
let's just call them Bill and, and Jim. Okay, so Bill and Jim are up for a promotion. And you're really hoping that Bill gets it, you know, because Bill's, in your mind, you think Bill's the most qualified. But maybe Bill goes into his interview and he totally tanks it, okay? And they give Jim the job. Well, you're not going to spend the next few years just barking out over the fact of, you know, Bill would have done this better. Bill's a better guy. Bill, 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 Bill. No, Jim's now your boss, and Jim's saying, hey, listen, I need you to do this. And you go, okay, Jim, because he's in charge now. He got the job. That's his job. Here lately, in my, in my lifetime, I've seen several elections where there is a vote for president. A lot of people don't agree with the fact that the election didn't go their way. And then they get bumper stickers that say, don't blame me, I voted for the other guy. Well, that's just stupid. Our country had a, had a saying that says, united we stand. It's on our currency. United we stand. Divided we fall. If we're not together, we're easy to pick apart. Right now, our country is more vulnerable than it's ever been when it comes to the fact that our liberal media seems to want to, to divide us even more because they get paid on fear. They, if they get eyeballs watching them and interacting with them, they get money. That's it. Their whole motivation is, I want you glued to your TV sets that you can catch my every word. So I can keep selling you advertising on Cialis medicine and mesothelioma. And, oh, here's this new pill that, that may cause anal leakage and, uh, and cancer. But, hey, tune in tomorrow because there's something else that's going to kill you. And, and it's probably the other guys. Um, I watched a show on, on Amazon, uh, you know, Amazon's got that thing now. It's kind of like, uh, Netflix. If you have an Amazon prime account and a fire stick, you can watch movies and television shows on there. Okay. So there is a show on there, uh, created by Philip K. Dick. Uh, it's called electric dreams and it's even titled that Philip K. Dick's electric dreams. Okay. A lot of people don't know who Philip K. Dick is, but he was a science fiction writer who wrote Blade Runner. And the follow-up, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, I've watched both. Both are great. This series reminds me a lot of Black Mirror. If anybody has Netflix, please watch Black Mirror. Don't be prepared to binge watch it because it's not like that. Each episode is completely different and they'll freak you the fuck out. I'm just telling you. They are really head trippy. If you're old like me, you remember watching The Twilight Zone. This is like The Twilight Zone times 10. Each episode will just blow you away. Okay, this Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams is a lot like Black Mirror. It's all things that could be things that are like just around the corner from our reality right now, and it is it is really really mind melting. Some of the episodes are the last episode of the season. Spoiler alert is called The Others. Okay, <clears throat> and in The Others, there's a guy who's, you know, living with his wife, and he has a job, and everything seems to be mostly uh, um, robot-operated, I guess you'd say. And he is trying to figure out, you know, how to live his life. Well, he's watching the news, and there is no borders between this country, this, this, uh, this continent. Uh, Mexico, Canada, and the United States are all one country, and it's called... Uh, Mex, you can. That's the name of the country. Mex, you can. 
they like just combined USA, Mexico, and Canada, and Canada as like one word. And instead of having an election, they even have like news broadcasts. Instead of having an election, they just appoint this lady as like the head of everything, Madam President or Madam Dictator or Madam whatever, Madam Ruler. And she's on TV every night talking about, you know, the, the country and the state of the country. And one night she's giving a political speech about, you know, how things are going great and blah, blah, blah. And then she like nonchalantly just goes, and remember, kill all others. And they go, all right, good night. And he goes, wait, what? What did she say? And he's like, honey, did you hear that? He's asking his wife, you know, did you hear, did you hear what she said? Kill all others? Who, who are these others? And the show just spins off from this idea of kill all others. And it makes you realize as you watch the show that our country in a lot of ways is like this. Our country is in the mentality of if you're not on my team, you're on their team, and I and and therefore you lose your humanity, you lose your your identity, you lose the fact that that you're a person and that you matter. So therefore, I shouldn't even take stock in treating you as a human, and that's wrong. You know, there's a big push right now in our church about the fact that. We need to reach out to one another and we need to, to make contact with one another and we need to interact in each other's lives and we need to be there for one another. And that's true. You know, social media is just a tool. You know, Facebook just went under this huge thing in Congress where they realized that they were uh, having a lot of problems with, I guess, paid advertisements that were uh, stealing people's information and distributing it to everybody else. And they had a huge lawsuit. And now they're doing these PR commercials. You see it. I don't see it on TV, obviously, because I don't have regular cable anymore or or dish or any of that crap. But they advertise on the Internet. You see commercials on YouTube where they say, hey, we realized that we messed up. We forgot the fact that everybody was here to, to make friends and to interact with your friends. And so we're doing this, they're doing this huge publicity thing where they're trying to make up and they're trying to, to you know, to make nice and be like, hey, remember us? We're, we're going to try to be friendly again because we kind of got off the tracks. And that's good. I'm glad. They should. You know, I do use Facebook to look up my friends and to say, hey, and how are you doing and good to see you and that kind of stuff. I've lost touch with a lot of people over the years through moving from me or from them. You know, you got friends that go through divorces and and or they have kids and they move off to be near their kids or whatever the scenario is. And you go, geez, I wonder how they're doing. And you can find them on Facebook and you can reach out and you can say, hey, I hope you're doing okay. I have a friend of mine that, that I was close to in, in high school and we used to hang out together quite a bit. And we ended up working together when we were in high school. And um, he uh, he and I kind of lost touch. And when I came home from the military, he was bartending at a bar, and I got to catch up with him a little bit then. And I was like, hey, it's great to see you. You know, we, we sort of like, you know, caught each other up on our lives and what was going on at that point. But then honestly, you know, we didn't have cell phones and the ability to save people's phone numbers and that kind of crap. And I lost touch with him again. And then I found him on Facebook, and I was like, oh, my God, how you doing? And he's moved out to Denver, Colorado, and he seems to be doing great, and he's posting pictures of snowboarding, and he's a chef and all this stuff. And I'm like, man, it's awesome to see you. And then this past Christmas, he, he kind of went down a, a real emotional downward spiral where he talked about killing himself. And I thought, why? why what, what is going on in your life? And I thought, you know, had I not had Facebook, I couldn't reach out to him. 
But I reached out to him, and a lot of people did. A lot of friends did. You know, his cry for help was like, I, I, I'm, I'm, un, I'm disconnected, and I'm, and I'm suffering, and I'm going through something, and I can't. You know, he was able to use social network in a way to say, help me. Somebody throw me a lifeline. And for whatever it was worth, I'm sure that other people wrote him too, but I wrote him as much as I could about, hey, listen, I'm here if you want to talk. I, I would love to talk to you. You don't have to go this path. Anything is Anything can be figured out. We can figure this out, man. If you just need somebody to talk to or, or a way to vent or whatever, I can listen. And and thank God he didn't commit suicide. Um, he did change his Facebook thing, which was weird. Uh, I ended up finding him later. But he says he's doing a lot better now and that he appreciates the fact that, that I reached out and that other people reached out. And he said it, it kind of refocused him and he, he went and sought help and, and he's doing much better now. But it was that social media connection that allowed that to happen. Now, an argument could be made that I was doing all this while sitting on the couch next to my wife and I wasn't talking to her, but we were talking and I was telling her about it and I was sharing my information about this guy and, you know, we kind of owe it to each other to have a community and to have a way to reach out to one another. This freedom that was fought for years ago was fought so that we could share our time with one another and our experiences with one another and we could live independently without outside resources impeding on us. And, you know, everything that they seem to they seem to want to happen for this country was a great idea. But then you get outside interests that tax you to the point of breaking and you get outside peoples that just spend uncontrollably our U.S. government is out of control spending. Now, Iceland was able to form some type of revolution without having the first bullet shot or the first person killed. Uh, the people actually revolted and arrested the people in charge. They arrested the people who were uh, stealing money from the government. And they com the people completely took over their government again and they restructured their government peacefully. And we can't do that because we have the media just spinning us out of control towards one another. And we can't do that because we have all kinds of uh, crazy radical groups out there that are nonstop just wanting to fight each other because of their differences. Because, you know, this guy looks different than me. This person grew up on this piece of dirt where I grew up on this piece of dirt, so fuck that guy. That's the wrong mentality. That is totally the wrong mentality. You know, at church we're supposed to realize that we all follow God and we're all, you know, people of God and we're all created equally and all that stuff. And I've said it before. I heard a sermon by Perry Noble. He says, sometimes you have to lose your religion in order to have, it, to have your relationship with Jesus. And sometimes, sometimes your religion gets in the way. Sometimes what you're being taught is not the correct information because it's people. It's people impeding upon their ideas and their beliefs and they're trying to spin it in their direction so that you buy into them and so that you spend money with them and so that theirs is the only way and it's not the only way. So, 
I'm going to wrap this up. As they say, land the plane. Um, this Independence Day, enjoy your fireworks. Be courteous to the people around you. Learn who your neighbors are. Find out if you've got a, a neighbor with PTSD. If they do, please don't shoot fireworks off around them. They're going through a lot right now. All that that violent sound could cause them to freak out and relive experiences that they were living when they were in, at war. Um, be courteous. Um, take a minute while you're grilling out outside. When you, when you see your neighbor or you see their kids, say, hey, how you doing? Good to see you. Go find out what their name is. Ask them if they want to come over. Visit with the family. Ask, walk over, introduce yourself. Hey, my name's Josh. How you doing? It's good to meet you. I don't think we've had a chance to meet yet. Take an opportunity. Help make America great, period. Not again. Help make America great. Connect to one another. Don't just use Facebook. Facebook's nice. But actually walk over to your neighbors and say, hey, we've lived this close to each other all this time and I don't even know your name. I'm sorry, it's my fault. Take the first step. Let's make America great. Enjoy Independence Day. Celebrate with your families. Be safe. Please don't drink and drive. Uh, we have Uber now. Please just, if you're going to drink, take an Uber. And uh, if you don't hear from anybody else, I love you. Y'all take care. Hey, by the way, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe, and you know, send me a message. I got a, I got an email. It's uh, stuff I heard podcast at gmail dot com, and uh, just drop me a line. And say hey, uh, give me some information, give me some tips. If I'm not doing a good job, say hey, dude, what what are you doing? How about you know, talk about this or point the thing in this direction, and. Who knows? I may have you on the podcast. I had two episodes back-to-back where I was able to have some friends on. That seemed to work out pretty good. I liked it. Probably nobody else did, but, uh, you know. Stick around. It'll get better. (laughs) Happy Fourth of July, everybody. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app free for iOS and Android.